So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now, for the review of the day. All right, uh, I got a review here from Travis Billingham. Gave five stars on the certified Facebook course on Rebus University. Yeah, certified Facebook course. So if you go to rebusuniversity.com, you can see it at uh, Facebook ad certification is what we call it. And um, uh, he says, this was a great course. It didn't take very long, and I feel like I'm already ready to spend money better on Facebook and my website. Travis Billingham, hey guys, and if you want 50% off this or any course this month, just use the coupon code PH50 and I will give you 50% off the Facebook ad course. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast, so give me a one-star review if you want or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. All right, Rockstar Nation, I have a great uh, guest uh, today that uh, she doesn't want to admit it, but she's an expert at Rapport building. It's kind of like, you know, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. She's writing the new and improved version of that in her own words in Austin, Texas, and, and uh, mainly for real estate agents. I'm just kidding about this, but if you want to know how to make friends really fast and sell houses this way, uh, hold on tight because this is going to be a good episode for you. I got Isabel Tinker Afanito on. And uh, she is crushing it. And uh, she was recently, uh, you know, made the top Realtor Magazine's top 30 under 30. And uh, I'm excited. So without further ado, Isabel, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Pat, thank you for having me on. Um, I like to under-promise and over-deliver, and I'm afraid you've set me up for failure. <laughs> no, no. I'll make you look good, I promise. So okay, why good. don't you tell everybody about yourself, Isabel? Sure. So my husband and I moved to Austin about four years ago. Um, we live in Austin with our uh, rescue mutt, Rosie. My husband builds houses in Austin. Technically, he's a real estate developer. Um, and I sell houses in Austin from Oklahoma originally. What else do you want to know? Well, well that's kind of cool that you, you know, uprooted. I mean, did, did you have family and friends in Austin? Or, I mean, it's hard for a new agent and, and also a new developer or a new builder just to mm -hmm. just jump right in. How do you do that? Yeah, we like to make life harder than it needs to be, I think. Um, <laughs> but we love Austin. So I do have an aunt and uncle who live here. And when Chris and I first graduated from college, which is where we met, we moved to Hoboken, New Jersey for several years and did that whole New York City thing. And um, a couple of years in, we had been down to see my aunt Catherine and Uncle Bob several times in Austin, and we had just fallen in love with the city and decided there was no time like the present. We might as well pick up and move if we wanted to do it. So that's what we did. That's awesome. Good for you. And and then, okay, so you've been in real estate, what, four years? Four years in Austin, three years before that in New Jersey. Oh, no kidding. So you did it in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. 
All right. So I, I'm not scared of uh, getting on the phone with people in Austin because they're a lot nicer than when you cold call people in New Jersey. <laughs> is that right? And that's, oh, that's, yeah. I'll be I, never, I almost never get yelled at in Austin. I got yelled at in New Jersey all the time. Well, that uh, built thick skin, huh? Yes, absolutely. Well, that, that there's something true about that. So, you know, that's interesting, right? I mean, it's kind of like you get stretched a little bit and then, then, then you come here and it becomes easier for you, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. But the thing that wasn't easy in either of those markets is that I really didn't have a sphere of influence in either of them. You know, in, uh, in Hoboken, we were right out of school and we had people our age that we knew in Hoboken, but they were all renting. And so I, I did some rentals in Hoboken, but I really didn't have a sphere of influence for people buying and selling. So I had to do a lot of work with strangers. And then we picked up again and moved to Austin. And the only people we knew were my aunt and uncle. So once again, we had to restart our sphere of influence. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to find out what it's like today. So, so first of all, like what, what are some, like, uh, like the last 12 months, how many houses have you sold? So I did the math right before we got on the phone, because unfortunately, um, keeping track of things like this is not my strong suit. It's something I'm trying to get better at. But um, I counted it up with my assistant before we talked and we did 29 transactions in the last um, 12 months. Beautiful. And, and what's the volume on that? About 15. Okay, cool. All right, so let's talk some nitty-gritty here. So, okay, so take me to your first year in Austin, right? Well, forget about Jersey for a minute, right? Because, you know, that's where your business is now. Mm-hmm. How did you get business? How long did it take you to sell your first house in Austin coming in brand new? Only people you know is your aunt and uncle. Sure. It took about six months for us to do our first transaction in Austin, which was longer than we anticipated. We thought that having had some experience in New Jersey was going to make it easier uh, to ramp up in Austin. So we were very lucky that we had bought and sold a condo in New Jersey that gave us a a nice chunk of cash because then we spent it all before (laughs) running the transaction. Um, First transaction, and it's crazy to me that now looking back, I actually cannot remember who my first closing was in Austin, but we did a lot of business from Zillow. We invested really heavily in Zillow advertising, which is not something that we do anymore, but we did invest heavily in Zillow advertising and we were able to close some deals from that. So your, your goal was, you know, spend money, buy leads, and then eventually, and everybody knows about Zillow, so eventually you decided, we're not doing that anymore, Why? Because we ran the numbers on it and we realized at the end of a year, we had spent about $30,000 on Zillow and we had made about $45,000 in commissions, which is okay, except that that's a really big spend for that. (laughs) And that means we had to tour basically like three times as many people. It was like three times. And And you had to work. It wasn't like, you know... I mean, and you could spend 30000 nowadays in the stock market or somewhere else and make fifteen grand, right? I mean, like, yeah. you can buy and flip a house, <laughs> you know, you worked, right? You worked a whole year. We were, <laughs> I mean, we were, and it was all buyers, pretty much. So, that's a lot of work. And at that point in my career, I did not have the sales trainer or the experience yet to ask for buyer representation agreements. So not only was that a ton of running around with buyers who closed, that was a lot of running around with buyers who didn't close with us. So that was a lot, that was a lot of work for those commission dollars, which is why we cut that off. So, and okay. So tell me about like now, how are you getting business today? 
Sure. So now we're four years in, in Austin, um, and it's starting to shift a lot more towards sphere of influence, which has been really strange for me because I was so, I've had seven years of focusing on converting strangers into clients. And it's only in the last couple of months that I've looked up and gone, wait a minute, I don't have to do this anymore. Like I can just hang out with my friends and stay in touch with my past clients and referrals come my way and I get to do deals with people I already know and like. So that's been really fun because that feels easy compared to cold calling all the time because that's what I've been doing. See, if you're listening to this and you have a sphere of influence, you've been in the same area 10 years or so. You've been at the same church 10 years or so. You've, you've hung out with the same soccer moms and dads for 10 years. I mean, you are so lucky. Right. You are so lucky here. You know, you know, here she's building it from scratch. So so let's talk about this. How did you build a sphere of influence from scratch? Sure. How did I build a sphere of influence from scratch? What would you do? Like it didn't it wasn't just awesome. They didn't just show up at your house and be like, let's get, you know, thanks for inviting us to this party. Uh huh. We worked. We worked a lot in the earlier years. When I would look back on the year and try to figure out where my business was coming from, it was always divided up between multiple things. Some of it came from mailings. Some of it came from open houses. Some of it came from cold calling. Some of it came from online advertising. Some of it came from friends and repeat clients. And as the years went by, it started to shift more and more towards friends and and repeat clients. But in the early days, I mean, we were working a lot. We were, and I, I don't want to be the person to sit here and be like, well, you just have to work really hard. But I was out talking to people in as many different avenues. I mean, door knocking, one of my best referral sources and best friends came from door knocking. Really? Okay. So how'd that happen? Tell me the story. So I had, um, I called a for sale by owner and um, asked them if they would let me do an open house for them. Not something I do anymore, but in the early days, I was hustling and doing whatever I could. So I, to our dog, right? I mean, you got to. Yeah. So I, um, I offered this for sale by owner that I would do an open house for them, and they said yes. I ended up knocking on doors of neighbors to ask if they would mind if I put an open house sign in their yard. So one guy, I knock on his door, his name's Michael, he's still a very good friend of mine, and he answers the door, and he said, you know what, yes, you can put a sign in my yard, because I get real estate agents all the time who don't knock on the door and ask, and you know what I do with their signs? I throw them in the backyard. (laughs) So um, I ended up chatting with him and, and exchanged business cards. It turns out that he's an attorney in Austin. He now does all of the LLC formation for my husband when he's building houses. We've referred him to a bunch of people, and he's referred me over $2 million in business now. Wow. Door knocking. Just I mean, like that, right? Yeah, door knocking. Fascinating. Okay. All right. And let, let's talk about, you know, rapport building because when, when you, when, before we started recording this, uh, you said, you know, one of the things you did is you consumed yourself with books on basically how to build rapport and how to make friends, right? Sure. Yeah. What, what, like, what'd you read? What'd you listen to? How'd you do that? Oh man, I've read so many books on this. Let me think back. Right now I'm reading um, Never Split the Difference, which is a book about negotiating. I've read a lot of books about mindset. So like Mindset, Carol Dweck, Eckhart Tolle books, How to Win Friends and Influence People. It's been a few years, but I have read that one. What's another one of the big ones? What's the one about building wealth or... Think you grow rich and yes, thank you. Yeah. That's the one. So all the classics, you you yeah, just you just delved into this, right? And then, mm-hmm. so can we role play a little bit? Like, um, 
Like, let's say you just met me or you door knocked me or, or whatever. And like, first of all, what are some tips? Well, let's just do it. Let's just say, let's just door knock. Okay. What's, what do you want to do? Door knock or call or what? I guess we can, we can door knock. That's fine. Door, door knock. And the, and the whole thing, right, is, you know, I understand you're going to try to, you know, get information from me, but at the same time, I'm, I'm really focused on how, how you're building rapport, like how, how this guy becomes your best friend. <laughs> right by you putting a sign in the yard. So take take. Let's say you knocked on my door. So he- hello. Hi, um, I'm Isabella Afanito, and the reason I'm knocking on your door today is because I'm holding an open house down the street for one of your neighbors. Would you mind if I put one of these signs in your yard today? No, it's fine. Okay, great. And I, like I said, I'm Isabella. What was your name? Pat. Hi, Pat. Nice to meet you. Um, how long have you been in the neighborhood? I've been here seven years. Excellent. Well, you must like it a lot. Yeah, yeah, we love it here. Very cool. Well, um, we're having this open house down the street, so if you would like to stop by, you're absolutely welcome to. Are you familiar with 123 Main Street down the street? No, uh, you know, no, I'm not. I don't know them. You know, they kind of keep themselves. Okay, great. Well, yeah, Joe and Jane, they're, they're fantastic. I've been working with them for a couple weeks, and they're trying to get their house sold and um, get moved on to the next place. So do you have any friends or anything that you think you might want to come and live in your neighborhood? Hmm, that's a great question. I may. Okay, perfect. Well, do you want to send them on over to the open house today? Do you think they'd be available? Yeah, what time is it at? It's going to start at 1, so we've got about 20 minutes before it starts. I'll text them. Okay, perfect. Um, would, you, would you like my phone number so you can connect them directly with me if you'd like, and I don't mind chatting with them? Okay, sure. Perfect. And are you guys, Pat, just out of curiosity, are you guys planning on staying in the neighborhood for a long time, or have you ever thought about making a move? We're probably going to move, actually. You know, our average is like about now. Like the other last house we were in, we were seven years. A house before that, we were about eight years. So we're creeping up there. My wife and I were talking about the other day, like joking around. But, uh, but, you know, not like tomorrow or anything like that. Sure. Sure. No, I hear you. Well, Pat, here's, here's what I can do if this sounds interesting for you. Do you want to hear about how much interest we get on this house? Like, would you be curious to know what 123 Main Street sells for? Yeah. Okay, excellent. Well, what's the best way for me to reach you? Do you want to do phone or email? You can do phone. It's fine. Okay. I mean, you can do email. You can do, why don't you just do email? It's, you know, quieter. That's okay. Yeah. Right. Well, why don't we do this? Let me grab your email, and I'm going to grab a phone number for you, too, because then if the email bounces, I'll, I'll be able to call you and get that corrected. How does that sound? Okay, cool. Perfect. Writes, writes it down. Yep. And then, and then you just kind of follow up from there. Nice to meet you. Da, 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 and yep. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I felt it, it was very, um, you were very happy. You were very friendly, respectful, flowed easily, right? You know what I mean? I mean, I, could, I, I can see that. And, and how, many, how many of those knocks or door knockings do you do now? I don't, um, I don't do an enormous amount of door knocking unless it's around an open house. Um, just because I'm getting to the point that I'm pretty time constrained at this point. Yep. But I do tend to door knock around open houses because I will never forget Michael and what a good, first of all, what a good relationship that's been. And second of all, the fact that it pisses him off if real estate agents don't ask him if they go. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And okay, so let's talk a little bit about technology. Like what technology do you like now and are you using? One of my favorites is Trello. So Trello is a big one for, um, I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's basically a project. Yeah, I know Trello, but the people listening probably don't. So why don't you explain to it like how exactly you use it in your real estate business? 
Sure. So it's a it's a free app that's a project management app. And what I use it for is not only managing tasks among my team. It's, you know, if you've ever tried to manage stuff by email, you realize you send this email to your assistant and then you can't remember if you send it or not. It falls down in the sent items and then maybe she missed it because she was busy. And then if you have something you want to follow up on it, then you send a different email. And then before you know it, you've got like all of this information is all over the place. Um, the nice thing about Trello is that instead of doing that, I have like a list for Emma, right, to delegate stuff to her. And instead of sending her an email, I'll drop a task into that list. And then if we need to discuss back and forth, we do it as part of that card. So that's how it works for our team. I also use it, though, for my clients. So what I started to realize along the way is there are like a thousand questions that I answer over and over and over again. So what if I could just start putting those into one place and sharing it with my clients? So I have a board, like a template board for buyers and a template for sellers. And then I uh, share it with them and customize it for each transaction. Wow. And then and they're able to, to see it and use it. Mm-hmm, exactly. All right, Rockstar Nation, as you know, I wrote a book. It's called Six Steps to Seven Figures, A Real Estate Professional's Guide to Building Wealth and Creating Your Own Destiny. Gary Keller wrote the foreword, and I have sold over 30,000 copies of this thing, and uh, it is the go-to book for all agents, new and experienced, and it's been a really exciting thing for me to do, and I just love giving back. And so I made a decision recently to give away three copies of it. Everybody in the past has always paid in bookstores and online, and you can still pay if you want, but I gave away 100 copies last week, and it happened so fast, and so many of you guys reached out to do this that I'm going to give away another 100 copies now, and so this is a 200 total copy offer. Anybody could get it. I'm going to give it to you for absolutely free. And it's not going to be the cheesy version by any means. It's the same book that you would buy in the store. All you need to do is go to freesixstepsbook.com. Freesixstepsbook.com. All I ask is that you pay the shipping and handling on it, but the book itself will be absolutely free. That's freesixstepsbook.com. You can also text the word PAT. Yep, my name, P-A-T, or a shortened version of my name, P-A-T, to 444-999. That's text the word PAT to 444-999 to get a free copy of Six Steps to Seven Figures or go to freesixstepsbook.com. Get them while they're hot, guys. Free books here. And as they say in the baseball game, free books here. So I do things like I have a card, for example, for the home search for buyers. So then as we're going on tours, I keep lists of what we've toured and comments about it. So there's none of this, wait a minute, what do we see? And can you send me the list and yada, yada? Oh, that's really cool, right? And then, and they, then, then they can log in. They can, they can add their own comments and you can add your comments and, and yep. everything's right there. Attachments, you can do attachments, you can do videos, you can do all kinds of stuff. Okay. All right. What else? Um, the other one that I'm really big on is Loom. So Loom is also free. Okay. And it's a video recording app that allows you to record a little bubble of yourself along with a screen share. <laughs> yeah. 
So what I find this incredibly useful for is if there's something that I would like to be able to explain to somebody that would kind of be ideal in person, like let's say we need to talk through a list of MLS properties together. It would take like 20 minutes to write an email about that. And it's going to be super long and confusing. But if I can screen share with them and record a video of myself saying, hey, okay, so here's how, here's what shows up on the map for you. And here's what I think about this neighborhood for you. And here's the challenge here. Like how much faster and more engaging is that than trying to explain all that in text? No, I love Loom. Um, you know, at Rebus University, my online training platform now for real estate agents, I have nine employees now or nine team members. And we put our whole policies and procedures manual, so to speak, on Loom, right? Yeah. So that when people quit or don't work out or whatever, you don't got to retrain them. You just say, go to Loom library, yeah. pull this out, and it's all right there on video. Watch the videos and then don't yeah. ask me any questions, you know? I mean, if you want to, if you want to get into like classic communication psychology stuff, they've done studies and I'll get the numbers wrong, but this will be close. When we, when we use just words, so text, it's like 7% of our communication skills. When you use your voice and your facial expressions and your tone of voice and all of those kind of things, that's a hundred percent of your communication skills. So I use it for sales too. You know, also if I if I want to try to sell somebody on something, I'm probably not going to do it with just an email. I'm probably going to use video. So tell me how you would do that with a real estate customer. It really it depends on what I'm sending them, but I might record uh, just a video of myself saying like, "Hey, I'm Isabel. I know that you opted into this Facebook thing. If you have more questions, here's where you reach me." Something a little bit different. Just like a little video, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. But if you wanted to like tell someone how to price their house or tell somebody, you know, go over an appraisal or go over a termite a report or go over, you know, all of that stuff, sure. traditionally you would call them and talk to them and explain to them. But you really could put all that on Loom and be like, listen, here, mm-hmm. you know, since I can't get both of you guys, husband and wife, at the same yeah. time, I created this Loom video and, it, and yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scroll through this appraisal on my computer screen and I hear, here I am, uh, my little bubble talking and I'm saying, you see here how comp number three, you know, they only gave, you know, 5,000 for the finished basement where the other one they gave 10,000. See over here and you can circle it and then you can say, this is what happened. Do you understand? You know, right. Something like right. that. I would probably avoid doing, you know, like property valuations that way simply because if somebody is asking me to help them value their property, then I want to be in the house in front of them in a position to close for the listing. And you right. can't do that via video. But if it's, you know, let's say it's a friend who just wants to know for tax purposes and they know that they're not selling, then I might do that by Loom. Or if I need to explain an inspection to somebody and we can't all get on the phone, like the example that you gave is a, is a good one. Definitely. What are some other good examples for building rapport for making friends, right? The one thing that I keep in mind is that nobody cares about me. (laughs) So people care about themselves. They like to hear themselves talk. They like for people to be interested in them. And they do not care how many homes I've sold or how great I am or anything like that. So I try to ask people questions and be genuinely interested in them. Uh, that's that's the, the only way that I can think of to quickly build rapport with people. 
Yeah, it's 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 like Dale Carnegie says, you know, be interested, not interesting, mm-hmm. right? And it's like that. So nobody cares. They don't they don't know. They don't care what you know till they know that you care, right? Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of cliches there, but yeah, they're all dead on. And and um, yeah, and I cert- I don't mind you know sharing information with people, but the first thing I try to assess is do they care. You know, if, if somebody starts asking right. questions about real estate, then great. But I'm not going to walk into a cocktail party and launch into a market analysis for a bunch of people. <laughs> you know I mean? Like if they ask me, hey, well, I live in I live in Bryker Woods. What do you know about Bryker Woods? Then I might say, oh, yeah, my husband built a home there a couple of months ago. And what street are you on? Oh, yeah, I know that street. And have a conversation. Have a conversation back and forth. People don't like to be talked at, especially with numbers. Numbers are boring. Right, right. I mean, you want them to essentially walk away and be like, you want to walk away from that conversation and have them be like, damn, I, I didn't ask her anything about herself. You know what I mean? <laughs> Other than I know she's a real estate agent. She knows my whole life story now, you know, um, is essentially what you want to happen, right? That's how, that's how you get people to like you is, is the opposite of like what a lot of people think. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think it's also one thing I've noticed is most people err on the side of talking too much and not asking questions mm. but there are some people who you meet have you ever met somebody who asks you so many questions about yourself all in a row that it starts to feel like an interrogation yeah so uh, that's how i used to be <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i know what you mean yeah and i don't know if it's because they're they've read somewhere that they're supposed to ask people questions or whatever and i you know i cut people slack i think everybody's doing the best that they can but one thing i've i've heard that really helped me figure out how to structure conversations is question, question, comment. So if you if you use that instead of just question, 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 like if you just ask people questions, they can start to feel a little bit like, why are you asking me all this stuff? Why do you want to know all this stuff about me? So if you can mix it up, like ask a question. So Pat, like what do you like to do? Uh, I, I love hiking. Oh, cool. Where do you like to go hiking? I go to Patapsco State Park and, and, there, and the Wild Lake and if the weather's nice, I'm, you know, I try to do whatever I can to get out, you know? That sounds cool. I haven't ever been to any of those places. That would be, I would like to visit some of those. Yeah, you should. I mean, they're, they're pretty awesome trails. And if you go at the right times, there's nobody else there. So it's, you know, you could uh, take your dog with a leash and you know what I mean? It's really awesome. Yeah. See, that feels like a conversation to me. Whereas if I was like, Pat, do you have any dogs? Pat, where do you live? Pat, how much money do you make every year? Pat, what do you do for a living? Pat, like yeah. all those, it starts to feel a little bit like, Stop asking me. I feel like under the microscope. And then, and then your, your comment was, that sounds like, those sound like great places. That was your comment, right? Right. Question, and question, I'm comment. Like question. Yeah. Question, question, comment, question. And I think that's what shrinks do too. Mm. Right? They go, shrink, tell me about that. How does that make you feel? Where do you think that comes from? And then, have you ever thought that the reason that you mm-hmm. act like that is because your father did X, Y, and Z, right? I mean, a question, 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 comment, same sort of probably, I've been to the shrink a few times so I could say that, you know what I mean? Like they've, that, that's kind of how they roll. So I don't have a shrink, but I do have a sales coach and that's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> yeah. Who's, who's your sales coach? His name is Jason Edwards. Okay. And I, I see behind you, you have uh, some, some stuff written there. I was going to ask you about that. It says agree, question, commit. What is that? Tell me about that. So I actually realized once we started recording, I was like, oh man, not only am I the sale, like the sales person on this uh, podcast, but I've also got all my sales stuff behind me. 
which is a coloring book page that says, I am a masterful lead generator. <laughs> I love that. I do affirmations my myself. My so yeah, I'm a masterful life. lead generation. You should say I'm a lead magnet. Yeah, I like you that know? one. <laughs> um, and then on the board behind me, what I have is a, a reminder of the objection handling track. Let, let's go through that. Can, can we? Yes. And I'm going yeah, to have to. I'm going to read it, right? Because I can read it because you're facing this as agree, question, compartmentalize, commit, handle, close. Mm-hmm. So agree, question, compartmentalize, commit, handle, close. Okay, so Isabel, I got my sister-in-law uh, is an agent. Uh-huh. And I think uh, we're probably going to use her. Okay, so you, your sister-in-law is an, is an agent. How long has she been selling in this market? Just got her license. Okay, okay, very cool. Um, and you feel like you, you would like to use her because you know her. She's family. <laughs> Yeah, we don't even know that. Well, I mean, I don't So, really, she's a stepsister-in-law, but it kind of like, but um, my mm -hmm. stepbrother's wife. And, well, and I get it. I mean, I know, I know how things are with family, so I can understand why that would be would be something that is important to you. I, I can get that. You know, you mentioned that she just started in the business. Do you know how long she's been selling? Yeah, brand, she's brand new. I mean, okay. like, like I don't. Uh, she's. I think she's so. I think she's got one listing. Okay, gotcha. And what, what would you say, Pat, is most important to you guys when you're selling this home? What are you really looking for in an agent? You, you know, obviously, we want the most money, and we want incredible communication, and we just want it sold. We want the, who's ever going to market it the best. Okay. Okay, great. So based on everything that we've talked about so far in our meeting, if your sister-in-law wasn't involved, let's say your sister-in-law wasn't an agent. Yes, yes. feel confident that I could market this listing for you and get it sold. Oh, yeah. Okay. So is there anything else other than your, your sister-in-law being an agent who you want to list with? Is there anything else that would hold you back from listing this home with me? No. Okay. If I could, if I could show you something that would show you why it might actually be better for your family not to list with a family member, would you even consider moving forward with me? Yeah, I'm open-minded. Okay. Okay, great. Well, let's do this then. Uses an objection handler of some sort. So after talking about that, it would be, it, it would be kind of crazy to list it with your sister-in-law, wouldn't it? Yeah, and and the, and the and the one that you're using to backtrack a little bit is basically, you can't fire them, you can't mm -hmm. get emotional, um, right? I mean, you're gonna sure, yeah. I mean, it obviously depends on what the objection is. That one is a little bit unique because um, it would be an objection handling dialogue rather than an objection handling tool. So mm -hmm. for many objections, like, well, we want to price it higher. Well, we really want a discount commission. Well, we really want to wait. I have literally like objection handler papers for those that I would use. Okay. So it's kind of a pre-printed objection handler. Right. All about I want to list with my friend or I want to list with my family is slightly more challenging because there's not really a piece of paper for that. It's a, it's a dialogue and I haven't, I haven't used it recently. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it could certainly be, you know, that it, it just gets so it's kind of like hiring a family member, you know, when you fire them, mm -hmm. If you have to ever fire them, it becomes 
worse than it already was before you started. And why don't we go ahead and list this? Why don't we do this? Why don't we, why don't you go ahead and and sign with me, but we'll promise to give your sister-in-law first shot at bringing in any buyers before we MLS it or allow anybody else, right? And then on top of that, I, I offer that I will be willing to make a phone call to the sister-in-law for them so that they don't have to do it. Yeah. And how about I do this? You know, if you wanted to take it to another level, if you need more, you could say, why don't I do this? I don't mind. I will pay her in, in what we call a customary referral fee, which is basically 25% of this commission will go to her. This is my way of honoring her as your sister-in-law. That way she can get you know, some money out of it, she can be excited. Maybe she can help me do some open houses, may, you know, help me promote it on, on Facebook or whatever on, with her friends. But regardless, she'll be getting some and, and then I'll be getting some. So it's kind of like we're doing it together. How's that sound? You know, whatever. I've never gone that route before. I can see why it might work. I like to keep my commission if possible. Yeah, and a lot of times they'll, they'll be like, oh, well, if you're going to do that, well, just give it to me, right? Yeah, that would be <laughs> yeah. worried about. Oh, if you're so, you know, because maybe right before that I handled the objection about commission. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why I'm not going to discount. So, but yeah, I mean, I can see in a really, in a really unique situation where they're really pushing back hard on that. If I really wanted the listing, then I'm, I might, I might go that route. I don't know. I'm open to all possibilities. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. All right, Isabel, so like, what's something new and exciting you're doing that a lot of agents aren't doing that you think should be doing? Well, I don't know if they should be doing it because then it'll be harder for me. But <laughs> <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, I started a podcast that I'm really excited about. And the idea behind the podcast was I'm tired of answering the same questions over and over again. Maybe I can just record myself answering these and put it out into the world. So wait a minute. So let me get this straight. So, so you do a podcast and and you're launching it out there for everybody in Austin to listen to, right? And and so what's the benefit to them? Is it like, what do you call it? Uh, you know, Austin City Podcast or what's it, like, what's it called? How do you, you know, what are you talking about? What, is it just you monologuing? You know, give some advice for people that are thinking about doing the same thing. Yeah, I haven't done any my, by myself yet because I think me monologuing would be boring. Um, but it's called the Funky Homes of Austin Podcast. And I bring on an expert every week in something with the idea of helping educate 
clients and potential clients. So I've had a lender on, I've had a stager on, I've had a drainage person on talking about how to look for drainage issues at a potential home. Um, I've done one with a family law attorney about how divorce and marriage can affect your real estate ownership. So it's a great way for me to educate myself um, along the way. But then there's free information out there for people that answers the types of questions that I get all the time. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I, I love that. And the cool thing about it is, you know, you could use the links from the shows to just send the people and be like, hey, you know, here's an interview I did uh, about drainage pipes or, you know, yeah. anytime that issue comes up or here's an interview I did about this. It's kind of like the loom video, right? Like you don't, you don't have to repeat yourself. Yep. So this happened to me, my favorite, uh, my favorite instance of this, and it's still early. So I, I look forward to this happening more, but I had a, had a listing that's already under contract. Um, and she was asking me about how to prep it for the market and what is staging and should I stage? And I said, Hey, I actually recorded a podcast about how to stage your home for sale with a stager and I'll send it to you. So I sent her an email. She listened to it. Didn't hear from her. I checked in with her a week later. Hey, how's it going? Did you make any decisions? She said, yeah, I have a, an appointment booked with Brandy, the stager, and I'm going to stage my house. Great. <laughs> That's great. Fantastic. That's awesome, right? I mean, I mean right. And, and you know, it's all about saving time, right? Like you say, mm -hmm. and, and just not having to repeat yourself over and over again. It's, it's brilliant. And I like that you bring other people on because it, you don't have to plan. I mean, that's the, that, that's the fun part about my doing this with you or, or whoever that comes on. I really don't have to, I mean, I sit there and do a little bit of research, but I, you know, I don't, I don't like hyper plan it mm -hmm. because it, it kind of rolls itself. We go, we go down the road that your genius lies. And, and, and if you're talking to a stager, their genius lies in staging and it's going to be an easy conversation, you know? Yeah, so it just, it's, it's not like you sitting there doing a monologue, like you said. Mm-hmm. So tell me about the top 30 under 30 process. What was that like? And how many people did you beat? And why do you think you won? <laughs> but, um, so I'll do, uh, I'll do right by Realtor Magazine because they want to make sure that I don't use language like top or beat or win. <laughs> That's specifically part of it. So, um, oh, really? Yeah, you got to yes. like sign a, a clause that says, okay. okay. I don't know that we had to sign anything, but their, their point but they make is sure that... that Whatever. Yeah. yeah, politically correct, right? Sure, and I think that what, they're, what they want to say is that um, this award does not necessarily mean that you're the best in the business or the top agent in Austin or anything like that. It's a way of honoring people who are serious about the industry. And I can respect that. I get it. I get where they're coming from because there are a lot of good people um, who didn't make the list. And sometimes it could be simply for locational reasons. There might be two great agents in Seattle and maybe they're not going to pick two. In well, yeah, I just did one at a New Hampshire and, and the way she got it was <laughs> there was never a 30 under 30 in New Hampshire ever. Mm -hmm. And so she actually won the, the web presence one. And, okay. and he yeah. said, she said, vote for, you know, vote for me. Uh, Bree Stevens is who it is. And Bree, Bree said, vote for me because, you know, there's never been a 30 under 30 in New Hampshire. So, mm -hmm. and that's how she got it, you know. Sure. Absolutely. Well, so what happened was um, Jason Edwards, my mentor, was a 30 under 30 like 20 years ago, maybe a little less than that, but it was a while ago. And he said offhand to me at one point in one of our, our coaching meetings, he said, Isabel, you should, uh, you should go after 30 under 30. And I would love to mentor somebody onto the 30 under 30 list. So you should go for it. But you know, you're like 28. So you don't have that much time. If you don't get it, 
I can just go mentor somebody else onto the 30 under 30 list because it doesn't matter how old I am. Take away, right? Yeah, he totally pulled a takeaway clothes on me. And so from that moment forward, I was pretty determined uh, to make it happen. And I went home and I took one of those chalk pins and wrote 30 under 30 on my bathroom mirror and uh, started looking into when the application deadline was and what the questions were going to be and all that kind of stuff. And that was probably about a year before the deadline because I had just missed the last one when I was 28. So what makes you a well-rounded realtor? You know, what makes you quote unquote serious about the business? It's a good question. Um, well, I wish the bar was a little higher in our industry for that. <laughs> to begin with, I'm full time. You know, it's not a part-time gig for me. And I, I stumbled into this business, not expecting this to be I, I never would have dreamed that this is what I would do with my life, but I'm very happy that I did. And what I love about it is I love building a business and I love getting to help people make enormous financial decisions. And I take that responsibility really, really seriously. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, well, this has been great. Let, let, let's, let, me, let me ask you a question. And this is our flagship question. And I'm going to put you up against the other 30 under 30. I'm gonna, I am going to ask you, how are you going to beat them and win a game, but uh, not the Real River Magazine game. Okay. This is a Pat Hyman Real Estate Rockstar game. Okay. This is a, this is a game like this, the TV show Survivor. I'm basically going to take you and the other 29 of them, and I'm going to put you in a little island, but it's a city, and there's a lot of commerce. Um, okay. The thing is, all 30 of you don't know a soul. And all 30 of you only have a laptop, computer, a phone, and $1,000. But whoever sells the most houses in six months gets a million dollars. How are you going to beat out the other 29, 30, and 30s and win the million dollars? What are you going to do specifically? Specifically, I will stay focused on lead generation. So I want to make sure that most of my time is spent on the phone with people in front of people and getting them to closing, getting buyer rep signed and getting listing, like, you know, exclusive right to list signed. Even though I only had $1,000, what I probably would do is go and find money, whether that's taking out a loan or credit card or whatever, and immediately hire a transaction coordinator and assistant and make sure that that person was doing everything in my business that was not me on the phone, me keeping clients from freaking out, me in meetings with clients. Everything else, every piece of paperwork, all of that stuff, I would give to my assistant. Mm. So just helping you be dollar productive. Mm -hmm. And you would just pick up the phone, door knock, make friends. Open house With everyone you meet. <laughs> Open house, junkyard dog, right? I mean, I don't know how else you do it. I'd be interested to hear other people's answers because, you know, maybe there's an easier way to do it than this, but I don't know what it is. Well, no, I think you're 100% right. I mean, number one, you have to have a junkyard dog mentality, which means you're going to take everything and do everything. You're just going to go, right? You're just going to go. Number two, you need to be focused on what's going to make you the most money in the shortest period of time, and that is going to be knocking on doors, cold calling, basically, one word, prospecting of some <laughs> form because you don't have any listings. You don't have any buyers. Right. Right. So you really should focus on nothing but aggressive prospecting seven out of seven hours a day or, or 10 out of 10 hours or 12 out of 12 hours a day. Right. It shouldn't be doing anything but lead generating activities. 
until you got a deal, right? And then yeah. once you have a deal, then, you know, give it to your assistant or hire an assistant, which you only got a thousand bucks, but you can get one online or something, right? From the Philippines or whatever. Or just, you know, someone to keep you focused on aggressive dollar productive activity. Yeah. And I can't speak for all markets, but I will say in Austin, something that's very prevalent is that there are transaction coordinators out there that you do not have to hire full time. You know, we have capacity at this point for a full time assistant, but for a long time we didn't. And we would pay an upfront fee to open the file and we would pay a fee at closing um, to the transaction coordinator. So for anybody who's doing a small enough amount of volume that you can't afford, you know, a full time person, I would strongly suggest going that route. I mean, I just real estate agents spend way too much time messing around with the files that they have open and it's it's a it's a killer you'll no, look like, at the closing and realize you don't know where your next deal is coming from and guess what it's going to be like 60 days at least that's that roller coaster right it's yep. that roller coaster real estate business absolutely i love it all right so isabella as you know everybody that comes on a show brings a free gift and i know you've got a three-part gift I do. It's actually a little different than most gifts. It's a, it's a video showing three things, but I want you to kind of explain to everybody what it is. Sure. So what I uploaded was a video and you and I talked earlier in the show about Loom and Trello, which are two of my favorite tools. So what the video is, it's recorded on Loom so everybody can see how Loom works. And so that's number one, Loom. Number two is Trello, which I use to manage transactions. And so what the Loom video shows you is it shows you how I use Trello to manage transaction with my transactions with my buyers and save me a ton of time. And then number three is on the video, I share my most successful script for getting cold leads to respond to me. That's uh, why well, I'm excited. I'm I want to go on there and, and look at the video now to watch. We use Trello in, uh, at Rebus University, but I want to go see how you use it and how you use Loom, and, and I want to know what that script is, so I'm going to look at that myself. So, guys, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put all of that. Yeah, I'm going to make this easy. I'm going to put it on hybendigital.com backslash Isabel because I don't believe I've had – I think I've had an Isabella, but I have not had an Isabel. I'm not going to even put a tinker uh, – Affinito on there. I'm going to just put Isabel. Hybendigital.com backslash I-S-A-B-E-L. That's all you need. Uh, obviously, I will also put it in the toolbox. So if you guys want this free gift plus over 100 other free gifts from other guests, just go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or text the word toolbox to 444 999. Isabel, this has been a blast. Congratulations on 30 under 30 and uh, listen if I'm ever in the Austin area uh, we'll get together and break some bread that would be great I would love that I really enjoyed this thank you Pat thanks for coming on thank you so much for tuning in the real estate rock stars if this free content is giving you a ton of value I want to ask a small favor in return I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button yes hit subscribe please the more subscribers that we get on real estate rock stars the better guests are attracted to the shows we'll get more guests from the top companies from the top teams and even more celebrity guests like robert kiyosaki and barbara corcoran also if you're not a member of our free facebook group go to real estate rock stars radio 
right on Facebook and join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives, and we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers, and I'm on there probably twice a day. So definitely follow me on Instagram as well as everywhere else. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.